0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Do All Till We Pod. My name is Daniel Griffiths. With me, JC. No one cares how he's doing, so we're just going to get right into the day's subject. Free agency. It's been a uh, fun couple of days. Not so much for Jaguars fans. We're uh, we're kind of sitting on our hands right now. We'll get into that a little bit later. But, uh, JC, do you want to get into uh, some of the other teams that have been making some noise around the league? Let's do it. What you got? What's first on the chopping block?
1: Uh so let's start off with something, you know, kind of in Jaguars land, even though it was something that was expected. Um, just to give props to him for for getting a bag, Juwan Taylor signs an 80 million dollar contract with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um four or five years, four or
0: five? I believe it was four. I think yeah. um,
1: Uh Juwan Taylor, local guy, went to Florida. Um Been applauded all week on his deal by the local media. You can tell that he was very much a a candidate for the good guy award that our media gives out to the Jags team every year. Um, You saw a ton of guys like Demetrius Harvey and different guys like that giving him a shout-out, talking about just how good of a dude Jawan Taylor is. So, uh, it sucks to lose him, but it's something that I think we all kind of knew was coming, especially once we uh, had to give the franchise tag to Evan Ingram. Uh, that we couldn't afford to keep Jawan, and good for Jawan uh, going off and getting a really good contract. You know, he, he played well in 2022, um, right tackles usually don't get that kind of money, but he, the chiefs don't see him that way. According to reports, the chiefs are going to move Jawan to left tackle, which will be an adjustment for him because he didn't play left tackle at Florida or with the Jaguars. And, uh, so that's going to be an interesting transition for him. It's going to be a, you know, a tough one, but he's a big athletic guy and, uh, <clears throat> he, he should do fine. And I'm just, uh, you know, it sucks to losing, but it's good to see a good guy uh, be rewarded for
0: playing well. I think it's in terms of for what Kansas city likes to do a lot of, a lot of passing there. I think that that's probably a good spot for him. He's not the best run blocker. Um, So I think that in, in terms of that or workout, it'd be interesting to see how he does it left tackle. Cause he's never done that. He was uh primarily a right tackle of Florida. And then in Jacksonville, he only played right tackle. So uh, that'll be an interesting transition for him. If there was ever a place to probably do it and thrive, it would be in Kansas City. Uh, so he, he's, he's got, you know, some help there. But uh, I think that that's, you know, like you said, good, good for Jawan. He had a solid year last year. I'm happy that, that he went out and uh, got his money. I didn't see the Jaguars signing him to a deal like that. Um, so I, I think that uh, all parties are probably best off with Jawan leaving in in the Jaguars sticking with Walker Little presumably at right tackle. Uh, speaking of tackle play, another huge signing, Bengals and Orlando Brown. Uh, Orlando Brown it's uh, Jawan Taylor's replacement. Um, Jawan Taylor's replacing Orlando Brown at Kansas City. Originally started at the Ravens, got traded to Chiefs, and now has to and now heads to Cincinnati. Um, God bless the Bengals need any kind of offensive help. So I think that, that was a huge snag for them. They they paid him a good chunk of change, uh, the highest guaranteed money ever for a left tackle. Um, but you know, the Bengals need it worse than anyone in the NFL. Um, so I I think for them, you know, the the whole goal is to protect Joe Burrow. He's not exactly the most uh mobile or uh, beefed up guy. So, uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that certainly needed that offensive help, um, and gives him more times to to get the ball into the the hands of his playmakers at receiver.
1: Yeah. And it's something that they drastically needed to do. You know, everybody gave them a hard time in 2020 when they took Joe Burrow for not investing more in the offensive line. You know, they took T Higgins, I believe in the second round that year and not an offensive lineman. Um, and of course what happens, Joe Burrow tears his ACL um, because of a lack of protection. Uh, and then the following year, they're picking fifth in the draft, largely because of the fact that Burrow missed so much time, um, and everyone's telling them that they should take uh, Penay Soel, the offensive tackle from Oregon, and they don't. They make a decision that has obviously worked out largely good in their favor is taking Jamar Chase, his buddy from LSU, uh, another receiver. Um, you know, But that, I'm not here to argue that that was a bad pick because it was obviously an excellent pick. Um, But they've needed to invest in the offensive line for a while. If you watched the playoff game they had this last year against the Chiefs, um, I mean, there were just so many times where Joe had no time at all to get rid of the football. Um, And when you've got a a franchise quarterback, especially a guy who's considered top five or six by most um, in the NFL, uh, you got to give him a chance. And so they're finally starting to make some good decisions there. Last year they signed Lyle Collins, which was a good add. uh, You know, and then he got hurt. Um, But now you're adding a guy like Orlando Brown, who's played really, really well with Kansas City. They also added Cody Ford today. So they're they're trying to do right by Joe and invest in the offensive line. While Joe is still very young, um, maybe not in quarterback standards, but in time time he's been in the league considered young. Uh, But, you know, it's it's good to see them because, you know, I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan. I'm an LSU guy. So, um, you know, unless he's playing the Jaguars, I wish him nothing but the best. So it's good to see him finally getting some 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 help to keep him on his feet so that he can like you said, get the ball to his many many
0: playmakers uh, another offensive tackle that got signed to a semi uh, large deal uh the Titans went out and signed andre Dillard um you know they they lost Taylor Lewan. um their offensive line has been getting old and banged up, and it was time for some some new guys there i think uh when they played jacksonville week 18 that was a really beaten battered offensive line they also lost ben jones and nate davis so you're going to be looking at a completely new o-line but i think andre dillard's a guy that they can they can you know use to at least start the rebuild there um it's interesting to see what's going to happen to tennessee because there there's been reports of uh Derek Henry being on the, the trading block. There's obviously always questions at quarterback when you've got Ryan Tannehill there, who's fine starter, but you know, what, what's their plan after? Is it Malik Willis? Is it going to be somebody else? Um, so it's going to be a little bit of a rebuilding, I, I think now for Tennessee. Um, and that's probably disappointing for Titans fans. Cause I feel like they probably feel like they're close. Um as as close as anyone else in the division, you know, the Colts aren't in a spot to to thrive currently and be successful. currently, Houston's certainly not in a position to contend. Um, So I feel like the Titans were as close as you could get to Jacksonville for this year, but uh, you know, they also lost Bud Dupree. So I I think that they're going to be much worse this year. But I think that getting a guy like Andre Dillard at least it, it at least, you know, can they can keep Brian Tannehill and or any other quarterback that they choose to start up right.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's a good ad. Look, I'm not I'm not gonna spend too much time talk ever talking good about the Titans on this podcast. Um, but it it was a good signing at a position of need. Like you said, the offensive line has kind of aged up. It's taken some losses. And so it was something that they definitely needed to address. And, you know, Dillard's a very, very good player. Um, So earned his money. Um, Good ad for the Titans. I hope he plays terribly twice a year, um, or at least a couple more times, honestly, more than that, so that we can make sure we have a chance to win the division because they're going to have to lose to more than just us because we consistently lose to the Houston Texans. Um, So we're going to need – we're going to need him to play poorly. But like you said, you know, they, we were able to sack Josh Dobbs four times in the season finale, pressured him a whole lot more than just those four times that we got to him. Uh, game was literally decided on a strip sack. So the offensive line definitely needed to be addressed. Um, and, you know, and they did that with a guy like Dillard who, who's going to play well for them. Uh, you know, he was one of the better tackles that was available and they might not have been able to really go out and get any of the top guys, not like an Orlando Black, Brown, not a Jawan Taylor, um, but still to add a really good guy to position of need, that was a good
0: signing by Tennessee. And not to going to going to stay on the Titans here for just a couple more minutes. Um, apologies in advance. Uh, they did sign our beloved Arden Key. Um, Next topic. Ducks.
1: So, yeah, that – that was a, that, hurts. That, that was about 11 o'clock Eastern, I think, or something like that when that hit. I know I was in bed.
0: Balky stabbed himself in the back.
1: Yeah, I had uh, notifications. Obviously, this time of year, I have notifications turned on for Schefter and Rappaport. Um, and so I'm laying in bed. I'm about to call it a day. And I, I get an alert. So I'm like, all right, one last glance at the phone before I call it a night. And I see Arden Key. And I'm like, oh, cool titans and i'm like he could have signed with anybody else um look i love arden key um you know i'm an lsu fan I've, I've watched him for years i've been a huge fan he was dominant at lsu you know like we talked about on the pod last year when we signed him uh got off to a slow start with the raiders revived himself with san francisco and then in 2022 with the jaguars four and a half sacks but you know but and I know that people don't feel like that's very impressive, but anybody that watched the team knows that he was very important to our success in 2022. And it wasn't just his play. Um, he quickly became a leader in the locker room. It seemed like he quickly became a favorite in the locker room. Um, I know he was a fan favorite, you know, him coming out with the boom box during the laugh uh, latter half of the season, you know, kind of when we went on our run, um, he seemed like a fun character. He was playing well. He was impactful when he was on the field with a lot of pressures. Um, like I said, he, was, he he seemed to be a fan favorite. They loved him in the locker room. You know, Josh Allen kind of tweeted his displeasure uh, with Arden Key signing elsewhere. Um, but on the flip side, good for Arden. You know, he came here on a one-year, $4 million deal, and he turned it into a three-year deal worth $21 million. Um, it's good to see him get back to where he was as far as the hype that surrounded him coming out of LSU, to be able to go out have a good year on a prove it deal and get paid. Unfortunately, not get paid by us. Um, according to, you know, Dilla, I think was the one that said on Twitter that we kind of offered him a like a fifteen million dollar type thing over three years, and so obviously he made a good decision. Um, You know, he's got he's got a family to take care of like anybody else. And it's a business. Um, I'm happy for him, but it just sucks to lose him. Um, And I kind of made peace with the fact that we were going to lose him when we didn't sign him quickly in free agency. But you go into the Titans is just sickening. Um, You know, I, I hate we all hate the Titans. Literally, me and my wife have a code if we're ever on the phone and she's being kidnapped. Her code is to say go Titans so that I know something is horribly wrong um so uh it sucks to see him go there of all places but you know i don't know how much of a difference maker i feel like the t- I knock on you know knock on wood i feel like the titans are in decline um and so hopefully he won't make too much of an impact against us um but it, it sucks to lose him you know he he was good dude good player and now he's going to the most hated team in jaguars lore so
0: Yeah, good for Arden. Speaking of uh, former Jaguars, I think it it would be uh, foolish of us not to talk about Jalen Ramsey being traded to the Miami Dolphins. Oh, I thought you
1: were going to talk about Chris Manhurts. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No,
0: no, not yet. Uh, (laughs) Ramsey got traded from L.A. Rams to the Miami Dolphins for a third-round pick and a tight end whose name I cannot remember. Hunter Long. That's it. Um, I think he went to Virginia Tech, if I remember correctly. I only know um, because I've sold some of his rookie cards in the past for like 50 cents. Um, so I think that plate wise I don't think that Ramsey has fallen off all that much from when he was in Jacksonville, but the Jaguars obviously got the better end of that trade because the Jaguars got two firsts Miami, uh, and the Rams are only able to, to flip him for a third and a negligible. I believe, I
1: believe, yeah, we got items. two firsts and a fourth. And they got a third and hunter long. Look, it was this was a this was a, a salary dump for the Rams. Mm-hmm. That's why they didn't get much in return. Um, you know, Jalen kind of seemed like he wanted to maybe move on. You know, he went there. Um when things weren't looking great with the Jaguars, you know, he the whole injury thing in his back. That's that's a story. Everybody knows that story. Um, but we got a good return for him. Um, Unfortunately, only one of those two picks has done anything positive for our franchise that we got for him. But, you know, they, they dumped him and they took a third round pick, which is a a good pick to get. I would have, if I was the Rams, I would have at least hoped that it was a conditional third. Like that would have improved if he would have continued to play at a high level. Um, But when you're trying to, the Rams are in an odd rebuild. Like it's like they're rebuilding, but, they still want to keep Stafford and Aaron Donald and Cooper
0: Cup, like some of their older, high-priced players. What, wasn't there um, a report that they were interested? They were open to trading Stafford.
1: There was a report that they were, but then um, Les Snead came out and said no. Oh, Okay. Um. So, I don't know. It's kind of an odd rebuild. Maybe more like a retool is what they're going for. Um. But you know, that's a huge ad for Miami. That roster's uh, yeah, Jaylen,
0: not good.
1: Jalen Ramsey's still. Real good. Um, the interesting thing is that I believe when they announced his trade, though, they announced him as a safety, not as a corner.
0: Really? Well, they, yeah. they lost Byron Jones.
1: Which makes me wonder if that was a mistake or if they're maybe thinking he might play a little bit more inside. I don't know. But, you know, they still have a ton of talent. That Miami team has a ton of talent. That's a good football
0: um, team. They're they're fast. They're – uh if Tua is able to stay healthy, they're gonna be a really good team. And I, I'm not that high on Tua, but just having some semblance of uh continuity and structure at quarterback, they're gonna be they're gonna be really good. If
1: they have a good running game. They're gonna they're, be really good on offense watch, because of watch, how good they're...
0: Watch Devon A. Chain for Miami. If yeah. Mike McDaniel could get Devon A-Chain, whoo. Watch B. John Robinson.
1: Yeah. Um, but Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, uh, today they signed Braxton Berrios from the Jets, uh, who's a good slot receiver. Um, they they've got a ton of talent, offense and defense. Um their front, their front seven's really good. Like they're they're pretty low. That that AFC East is gonna is gonna be interesting because The Bills are going to be the Bills. The Jets have changed a lot, as we'll get to in a minute. Um, And the Dolphins are continuing to get better. I mean, they've had some good moves this offseason other than Ramsey. So, uh, you know, Jalen's really good. You know, um, it's important to know that, like, Jalen didn't leave Jacksonville because he didn't like Jacksonville. Uh, He left Jacksonville because he hated Tom Coughlin.
0: He he Um, actually got a $2 million – Uh, increase in his money because he's moving from L.A. to Miami.
1: Um, Jalen Ramsey apparently still tweets like, happy birthday to Doug Marone every year, I think. He said that on a podcast. Like, they have a good relationship. He tweeted some, like, pleasure when he saw the Jaguars win the playoff game against the Chargers. Like, he was Mm -hmm. happy about it. So, like, you can tell that there's still some – Nostalgia. Nostalgia. yeah, and there and there's some good feelings towards the fans and the team. Um, you know, it was just unfortunate that, you know, one of the best players we've had in the last decade in franchise history had to go out the way he did with us, um, but to no fault of his own. Um, but, no, that, that's a huge pickup for Miami. He's still got a lot of good ball left in him, uh, and he's well worth what they're going to have to pay him.
0: Moving on from one prima donna in the AFC East to another, we've got uh, Aaron Rodgers situation um so he he apparently gave the jets a list of guys that he wants and they're working on signing them it's a bit of a strange situation there. never
1: did that if you listen to him on the pat mcafee show he said that's ridiculous he he wouldn't do that even though they've already signed one of them (laughs) uh you don't sign randall cobb otherwise is Aaron Rodgers worth all this trouble at 39 years old? No. I don't think so either. And I know he, he won an MVP, what, was it just two seasons ago?
0: Yes. Yeah, I think so.
1: And, look, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks ever. Um, Only the one Super Bowl, but that's more than most can say. Um, look, he, he's, he's Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He won an MVP just two years ago. But there was a considerable drop off this past season um, in his performance, um, and for all this trouble with the the darkness retreat and the the demands on what team he wants to go to, and I don't know, it's just a weird deal. And like the jet, the off season right now for the Packers is completely held hostage by this event. Um, the there's only three teams as of as of this recording. Only three teams in the entire NFL have not added a new player to their roster this week. One is the Jaguars. Uh, two is the Ravens, who are in the Lamar Jackson kind of limbo. And then three is the Packers, who are in the Aaron Rodgers limbo. Even the Jets have been able to go out and get people. Um, but the Aaron Rodgers deal is holding up the Packers' whole offseason, and the Packers want to be fairly compensated for trading a Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, granted, he's he's – He's in the end of his career. He's been in the league since – is 04 or 05, one of the two? I think maybe
0: 05.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because 04 was Big Ben, Eli. They were a year ahead of him. So, 05 draft, he's been in the league a long time. Um, this is his last hurrah. He's probably only going to play one year, two at the absolute max, I would think, with the Jets. Um, and he's trying to win a championship with a very good young roster. So, I don't blame him for that. I do blame the way he's gone about it uh, with like, look, just like, you know pretty quickly, like whether or not you feel good or you want to play some more, like just get this worked out. And he kind of, in his interview, seemed like he placed a lot of the blame kind of at the feet of the Packers with why it's taken so long. But like the Packers aren't just going to give him away because they don't have to. Um, They're going to want to be fairly compensated. Now they're not going to get – to me they're not going to get a Russell Wilson return they're not going to get a Matt Stafford return um if they're lucky i think they should accept really what the colts gave up for Carson Wentz a second round pick that becomes a first if he does this this and this i think that's probably the the best package they're going to get um that the rumors that they want multiple first seems bananas to me cuz You're not getting that for Aaron Rodgers at this point. It's where the Jets aren't giving you that.
0: I'm curious if the Jets would ask for, uh, it it may be nice if the Jets to ask for some other players. um, I'm sorry, for for the Packers to ask for some players in return for the Jets. Because that's a really nice Jets uh, young roster. I'm not sure if the Jets would be open to that. um, But, I mean, that's another possibility to, to maybe get the sides closer together. I don't know how happy Aaron Rodgers is gonna be with the Jets. Cause I I cause his his biggest complaint has always been like offensive weapons in, in the in Green Bay. And that's probably the aside from quarterback, the weakest part of the Jets roster. Um the I mean, defense is really good.
1: Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall are pretty good. Yeah. Um but you can't, I mean, you need more, but um you have the 13th pick in the draft. You're probably not giving that up in the Aaron Rodgers trade. They better not. Um, so at 13, Jordan Addison. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm I'd probably butcher, wait until second. I'm gonna butcher the Ohio State receiver's name.
0: Jackson Smith and Jigma.
1: Thank you. Um is he there at 13? Probably. I don't know how early that first receiver it's not like last year where like we know there's going to be like four first round receivers like there were last yeah. year because of the quarterback class. I'm thinking two this year. This year it could be one and it wouldn't shock me. It could be just the Ohio State kid. Um but I expect Addison to also go. Um Wayne um, Johnson has kind of slid back uh to maybe being a second round pick now.
0: I think Addison he he had a poor combine.
1: Yeah. Um But they have Garrett Wilson. They add Alan Lazard, who apparently wasn't good enough to be a Jaguar in 2018, um, but just got paid by the Jets, so good for him also. Um, But if you are the Packers, who have a young first-time starting quarterback coming up with Jordan Love, you have a couple of decent weapons in Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Um, If I'm them, I'm trying to get Elijah Moore. Like, if I'm Green Bay... And I'm saying, look, I'll I'll give you Aaron Rodgers. Give me a conditional second. Doesn't have to be this year. Um, Obviously, if it's conditional, it has to be next year. Give me a conditional second that could be a first if Aaron does this, this, and this. And give me Elijah Moore, who seems kind of like the odd man out at receiver for y'all. Give me those two things, and I'm probably happy. Because if Jordan Love can go out as a first-time starter in Green Bay, with two good running backs in Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and then he gets Elijah Moore with Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. That's a a nice nucleus for Green Bay to start over with. Um, Now, granted, they're losing Robert Tanyan. He signed with the Bears. So you'd have to address tight end, maybe with Michael Meyer in the first round or somebody like that. But um, this is this is such a weird deal, and I, I feel bad for the Packers that they're kind of in it because, like, if we refuse to trade you, we owe you a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but they're so sort of, they're kind of in a rock and a hard place where they kind of have to trade him. But I wouldn't just give him away. Like, look, make make the Jets give you something fair. I mean, we are giving you because if because I guarantee you, the Jets aren't going to give a crap what they give up if they go win a Super Bowl in two in the next two years.
0: Yeah, I uh, so when I when I mentioned the offensive weapons for the Jets, I I didn't mean, uh, you know, no disrespect to Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. At the same time, though, are you ready to compete in the daunting AFC right now? You know, just the
1: AFC East is daunting.
0: Because if you trade, if you trade for Aaron Rodgers and you give up, you know, say one first, for you know, we'll, we'll say one first. Uh, probably, if it it's probably next year, probably. Uh, you know, like you have to contend now for a Super Bowl. Um, and you know, outside of Garrett Wilson, okay, is are you good with are you good with running it with Alan Lazard as your wide receiver too, or do you want to go add some people? I I wouldn't I wouldn't think that they'd add a receiver for round one. Um, do you see them get a Dalton Kincaid or a Luke Musgrave in second? Um, so I think that that I think that what happens. I, I, did, I do think that he probably goes to the Jets. I think what happens after is probably more interesting than, than what we've got right now. Who do they go get? How do they, how do they surround Aaron Rodgers with, with better talent? Cause they do need some offensive line help. I think that that's probably their primary get at 13. Mm-hmm. I think they get whichever tackle is not on the board, whether it's Broderick Jones or Peter Skronsky. I think that Paris Johnson jr. Goes in the top 10 Um the floor there is for him is probably chicago. um so we'll see what happens there um but uh, another interesting quarterback situation you want to talk about lamar.
1: Yeah, I mean there's not a ton to talk about. it's been very quiet. um
0: good for the ravens.
1: Yeah, his free agency really only started yesterday. Um you know, he's he's unrepresented so he can't have any type of like tampering with anybody else. Uh, Look, Lamar is going to – Lamar's either going to not play in 2023 or he's going to play for the Ravens. Um, He doesn't have any options. The the spots are drying up very quickly. Um, The Raiders filled their void. Carolina filled theirs by trading up to the number one pick. Um, Houston is going to take their guy at two. And I think the Colts, who are the only – Somewhat realistic landing spot for Lamar right now, uh, as far as financially, because they have cleared some cap space this week. Um, I think they're going to just see who falls in their lap at four, whether it be Anthony Richardson or CJ Stroud. Because I'm a firm believer that Bryce Young's going two to Houston. Um, it's between to me, it's between Richardson and Stroud to go number one, um, and whoever doesn't is going to go four to Indy. Because Vegas is no longer to me a candidate to trade up for a quarterback. I think they'll stay at seven and take best available player. Um, and so then you're looking like we've mentioned about Washington. I just don't see them doing that year. one. Well, they ju- they did just sign Jacoby Brissett uh, to a, a pretty big backup deal
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: to, to be kind of like to push Sam Howell. He, I mean, for all intents and purposes, mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett could be their week one starter. I mean, he could easily probably beat out Sam Howell. Um, that's kind of a toss-up for that spot right now. Um, Lamar, unfortunately, is a 26 year old former MVP, one of the most electrifying players in the sport of football. And he doesn't have options on where to sign. It's, it's really, absolutely bonkers. It's wild.
0: Yeah. Um, he's one of the, I think we can comfortably say top seven quarterbacks in the NFL.
1: He's in my top seven last year. I think he was in my top five.
0: Um, so when he's on the field, he's, he's one of the best in the game um but right now baltimore has all the leverage um you know i think that the NFL's kind of uh not you're gonna have to if, if you're another team not only if he hit free agency fair enough but now are you willing to give are you willing to sign him to probably the biggest quarterback deal in nfl history because that's what he then, wants and give up two first round picks yeah because that's what he wants and
1: that's what he thinks he deserves um, and he does deserve uh, – he he deserves a massive contract. He deserves it more than Deshaun Watson did. Now, Deshaun Watson's deal is, the, is an anomaly. Um, it's – no other team in the league would have given Deshaun that contract.
0: You know you know what would have been a fun one?
1: Giants. That would have been interesting. But to me, my favorite landing spot for Lamar, um, number one was the Jaguars in 2018 when we took Taven Bryan, but I digress. Um, my favorite landing spot for Lamar this offseason season was Atlanta. Um, Kyle Pitts and Lamar Jackson is an offensive coordinator's wet dream, if I can say that on this podcast. Um, but to me, that was, that was, that would have been so much fun. Um, he was, he would be out of the AFC, which would be great. Um, we wouldn't have to play him unless it was in the Super Bowl, of course. Um, but Atlanta would have been my, my pick for him. I think that would have been a ton of fun. Um, you know, I, I wanted the, the saints to make a run at him, uh, before they kind of locked their guy up early. Um, but it, it's a, it's a crazy deal. Um, it, it seems so unusual that a player of his caliber would have no market, um, and the if he was a if he was an unrestricted free agent he'd be signed already yes well he may win. but it's the try but it it's the franchise tag that's killing him because baltimore doesn't want him to get an offer or the baltimore does i'm sorry want him to get an offer that he loves and then just match it um cuz it's not going to be Deshaun Watson money even from another team
0: yeah
1: um but they are literally just waiting and hoping for somebody to sign him to an offer sheet and then match it and move on. Um, And I'm not sure what Lamar wants. I'm still a believer that Lamar honestly would like to stay in Baltimore, Um, but he just wants to be fairly compensated for being a 26-year-old MVP, three – can't remember if it's three weeks or three months younger than Joe Burrow, Um, yet he's been in the league since 2018. Um, I mean, he's everything you want in your franchise quarterback. If we didn't have Trevor Lawrence, I'd be begging Trent Baalke to give up two first-round picks.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, there's only about 10 teams in the league that should be like, no, we're okay. Everyone else should be trying to find a way to get him. If you're any other team with a halfway decent quarterback, if I'm the Patriots, I will send back Jones to Baltimore today. You know, if I'm if I'm the Dolphins, I'll send Tua to Baltimore today. You know, and these are teams that have either been in the playoffs recently or even this past year. Um, but Lamar's better than almost every quarterback in the league outside of maybe five guys. And so the fact that he doesn't have a market is baffling to me, but unfortunately Baltimore has him up against a wall.
0: Yeah, there's not, not much room for uh... – discussion right now it's uh, it's pretty Baltimore is smiling ear to ear right now with with what's happening with the Lamar Jackson situation um before we talk about the Jaguars I think that there's a, there's one more team that we should discuss um and I think it's the Bears um they went into this free uh, they went into the offseason with the best situation in football they had the number one pick got a bunch of cap space looking really nice for them um, and they decided to trade, which we talked about last week, trade the number one pick before the draft comes, um, which we had that uh, ready to go. I didn't think it'd be this soon, but they got a deal done with Carolina. So Chicago now holds the ninth overall pick. They uh, they got two firsts, a second, DJ Moore, and a uh, fourth?
1: Yeah. Um, so – that was a killer trade for Chicago. I mean, moving back eight spots is going to be expensive, especially when the move is up to number one. Um, but you get a first-round pick next year that, let's be honest, with Carolina, it's going to be another top-ten pick. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe top 15 if Carolina, if Carolina's rookie QB with with Frank Reich as the new head coach does really, really well. Exceeds expectations and wins six games, seven games. Um, then in a weak division, uh, then potentially it's not looking that good. But then next year, I mean, Chicago is not going to be insanely better than they were this year. Like they'll they'll be much improved. But you're looking at then having two picks in the top fifteen, uh, which is awesome. And DJ Moore, and DJ Moore, um, who at times this year in Carolina showed some flashes of stardom. I mean, DJ Moore's real good. So I I don't know if you saw
0: my tweet. DJ oh, really? Moore would be Chicago at 25 years old. He's played five seasons. DJ Moore would be Chicago's all time leading receiver. You did. You
1: texted me that. I remember okay. Um, but yeah, D, I mean, that's a huge get to get like if they would have just gotten the picks, people would have said, Oh, that's a great trade. But then you also – it's like that scene in draft day where Costner's getting all his pickbacks from sh- Seattle and he pauses the – puts him on hold and says, uh, let's get the punt returner just because we can. Like it's basically like that to where he just like – it gets thrown in as like basically like an added bonus. Um, And I love it from multiple standpoints. You get Justin Fields, which people have been complaining about weapons, which we saw a rookie Trevor Lawrence with. No weapons throwing to Philip Dorsett and Taven Austin. Um, so I get it. And now you get a true wide receiver one for Justin Fields with Claypool. At, yeah. And at nine, you can go so many different directions, especially since you've spent so much money in free agency with actually still having a lot left to spend. You haven't really spent all of what you had. Um, you can go. A number of different ways. Do you get Joey Porter Jr.? Do you go offensive line? Um it's 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 a great place to be in a draft like this where you know there's gonna be three QBs go in the top five. Um, Chicago's gonna have some – Jalen Carter might be there at nine. Yeah. You know, with everything
0: there's, that's going on, like this, there's, this talk of, there's talk of Tyree uh Wilson going three to Arizona over uh Will Anderson,
1: the Texas Tech. Edge. Yeah. I mean, nine's a great place to be in a draft like this. Um, so that's a home run. And I love I love it for Carolina too, because why not? You know, Carolina, when me and you were young, Carolina was really good. Uh, you know, they went to the Super Bowl in what was that 05, I think, and lost to uh the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. Um, you know, and they went with Jake Delome. And then they had some really nice years with Cam Newton. Um, with Ron Rivera. And then now they've fallen on hard times. You know, it happens to everybody at some point, pretty much. And so they hire a good coach and Frank Wright. Um, they've got a couple of good players. Um, uh, they've had a really busy offseason. Uh, you know, they added uh obviously uh they add the number one pick. They've got a really to me uh underappreciated receiver who I am a homer for in Terrace Marshall um we're from basically the same town that defense uh, is good yeah and i've always been a really good a really big fan of his um and then they also add uh Miles Sanders on a four year contract i mean Miles Sanders was the starting tailback for a team that just won the NFC and went to the super bowl um and they also add Andy Dalton to be their backup the, you know they PJ Walker gets cut loose they're kind of looking to trade Matt Corral. That was kind of a whatever pick got in the uh, last year in the third round. They tried the whole thing with Baker Mayfield. They've had all these, similar to the Jaguars, all these trying to plug in the quarterback that they think will work next and trying to do what they can. They've been in quarterback hell, and we know that's a hell of a place to be. And so now they have their pick of three guys that I think, all three of them I think are eventually going to be good NFL quarterbacks. Some right away, some need seasoning. But I think that Carolina's in a really good position. And they gave up a lot. Um, But you have to. You got to risk it to get the biscuit, as they say. And so now you have Terrence Marshall. You have Miles Sanders. You're going to have the number one overall pick, which is going to be a quarterback. You've added some guys to your defense. You signed, I believe they also signed Hayden Hurst Mm -hmm. um, from Cincinnati, who had a nice season. They, they've they done a very nice job this offseason. Um, with spending money, spending it wisely, they haven't really broke the bank on anybody. Um, the only thing they broke the bank on was getting the number one pick. And um, it's exciting times in Carolina. One of my very best friends is a Panthers fan, and I know he's very excited. Uh, so I know that their fans have a lot to look forward to. Anytime you're picking number one and you weren't the worst team, it's exciting. <laughs> Because, you know, the Jags have picked one two years in a row. We were excited the first time because we knew we were getting Trevor last year. I was like, oh, we still suck. Um, but, you know, Carolina's in a position where the number one pick doesn't get traded very often. They made the aggressive move. And um, I think they're going to take C.J. Stroud. If I was a betting man, that's who I'm putting it on, um, who I'm a big fan of. But if they go Anthony Richardson, he's the best athlete at quarterback in the draft. And so you can't really go wrong either way. I think they're set up to uh, be an exciting team, even year one. They may not be very good. They may not win a ton of games, but Carolina's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, it's uh, – you You have to – you know, if the trade work, if it, if the quarterback works out, no one will remember the trade ever. Exactly. If the, if the quarterback doesn't work out, then, you know, it wasn't going to work out at nine anyhow. So I think that, you know – at a certain point you have to you have to make make a move to to you know at least try to be competitive um going back to the bears though i wanted to touch on some key guys that they signed as well uh, as the trade uh, and adding dj moore nate davis who is a guard from tennessee really good football player tremaine edmonds uh linebacker edge hybrid from buffalo um he's still like 20 years old or something stupid he's been in the league five years and i think he's 24 i think he was drafted at either 19 or 20 it's ridiculous uh and then tj edwards another linebacker who who, uh, has turned out to be a fairly good fairly good football player is he 25 yet
1: he's he'll turn 25 in may he's 24 and he's been in the the league since 2018
0: yeah he came into the league when he was a baby (laughs) yeah he's 19 i remember that um so I think that that's uh, you know those guys those are some good guys. I'm curious to see if the Bears add any other players. I would expect so. Um, I thought it'd be a, a more wild free agency for them. I know they were they were in the sweepstakes for a few players, including Darius Slay. But uh, well, the lack of the lack of marquee talent in this
1: free agent class, I think, kind of limits that. I think that Ryan Poles has been very savvy with the moves he's made. I think, I think there's he, a lot of D-line talent. Yeah, I think I think he made a lot of really good ads without wiping through all their cap space. Like, according to um, Over the Cap, they still have $44 million in cap space. Um, now, the top-end talent is drying up, but they could go add a ton of really good depth players and role guys for that money. Um, if they were another year along in their rebuild – They could go sign OBJ today and it wouldn't even be a blip on their cap.
0: Yeah. Now,
1: OBJ wouldn't sign with them because he wants to, and understandably, he wants to go sign with a contender, which I don't know why he wants to sign with Dallas. LOL. Um, but if, if they were, if they were a year further along in their rebuild, they could easily go grab OBJ. I mean, they have, they still have 44 million and there's a lot of teams at the top that still have a lot of money. Um, you seen the NFC? The NFC's awful.
0: Yeah, any team's a contender in the NFC.
1: Like, if I'm – I mean, the Packers wouldn't have done it, but I don't know why Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to stay in
0: the NFC. You uh, know what would have been funny? A Derek Carr for Aaron Rodgers trade.
1: The perfect landing spot for Aaron Rodgers, it would never happen. The perfect landing spot is the 49ers.
0: No, I don't think so they have everything else he's too good he's too <laughs> good to be a niner but well, Kyle Shanahan would sit down and be like so you're telling me that like I don't have to just throw screen passes <laughs> i, I would you. dude um <laughs> Kyle Shanahan would have no idea
1: what to do with Aaron Rodgers I know you sorry you got me with that one that was good
0: you'd <laughs> have no idea
1: no, but the Bears have had a really nice offseason. They're kind of the Jaguars of this year as far as the heavy spender with lots of cap space. Um, but they haven't had to throw as much money around at guys as we did, strictly because the they haven't been bad as bad as for as long. Um, and they also didn't have the people to throw that money at because this wasn't – there was no – Brandon Sheriff, All-Pro guard. Uh, there wasn't a Christian Kirk. You know, Christian Kirk would have been easily the number one receiver in this whole free agency class. Um, he wasn't out there. Zay Jones would have been one of the best receivers in this class.
0: That's why they got um, DJ Moore.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's just another you know tip of the cap to the Bears. Um, but you know they've spent really well. I'm very, very uh, pleased. You know, it's just as a as a football fan and a guy who appreciates good moves, um, I have no stake at all And if the Bears are successful and I don't care, other than the fact that I do really like Justin Fields. Um, he was the guy I desperately wanted at quarterback for the Jags if we didn't pick one in 2021. And I believe he would have been our pick at, at uh, the second pick. Um, big fan of his, always have been. And so, um, you know, I hope to see him have success, just kind of shut some people up. Um, but I have no stake in their success. But um they've had a really nice
0: offseason. And moving on to our Jaguars who have signed. Get your pen and pad out. We got a lot of oh, names here. Drum roll, please. Andrew Wingard.
1: And Tavon Campbell.
0: I forget he's on the roster. He was inactive most of the season. Yeah, there was one game where I was—I had to ask my dad. I was like, <laughs> "Who is that guy?" Um. Uh,
1: so Andrew Wingard gets a three-year, nine-point-six million-dollar contract. Very team-friendly for a guy that's very well liked by a lot of the fans. Um, not so much, I'm sure, as a player, but as a person. Um, now he stepped it up um, and made some some impactful plays here in 2022. Um, we didn't have to see him on the field as much on defense because guys like Andre Cisco and Ray Sean, Andre Cisco continued to grow. Um, and Ray Sean Jenkins had an incredible bounce back here from a really bad 2021. Um, but Andrew Wingard is going to make $1 million in 2023. He's only guaranteed six on that three-year deal. So, um, me and you were texting when they announced, when Rappaport announced that we were bringing him back and, um, We were both kind of like, oh, if it's two years, nine million, that's fine. And it was three years, 9.6. And we were like, oh, well, then that's peanuts. We're not worried about that. Um, Look, he's a fan favorite. Um, He's more of a novelty than an impactful player. Um, Great special teams guy, great for our locker room, um, is due to, unfortunately, due to miss a lot of tackles every season. But he's also due to make a couple of really big impactful plays. Uh, so in that regard, it's a good retention for the Jaguars. A guy that already knows the defensive system, a guy that's a leader. You know, a guy that you're always going to get the most out of. Um, he's going to take his very limited athletic potential, and he's going to make the most of it. Um, so I'm fine with that retention. Um, according to him, he did have other offers. From other teams, um, but decided that he wanted to remain in Jacksonville, which is nice because I'm pretty sure that last year when we tendered him as a restricted free agent, I would bet that he had none, no other sniffs at all. Um, so at least this year he was sought after by other teams, um, which you know every team needs a needs a Dewey. Uh, so uh, it, it was it was a good ad. It's unfortunate that it's been our only one. You got to keep the meme alive. Yeah, but it 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 was it it was a good retention by the
0: Jags. Um, I wanted to to before we close out look at lists off some names of of guys that I think would be logical looks uh, from from Jacksonville. Um, you may have some of your own, but uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who I have loved since his freshman year at. at Florida, um, CJ Beathard does him well because I think that uh, I think that Chauncey picked off CJ Beathard twice in that Iowa bowl game the Gators had. Um, you got Sean Murphy, Bunting, Rakia Sin, two more corners who are pretty good, um, and they're hitting free agency. Rakia Sin played at Temple; he was with Indy for a little bit, and then the Raiders.
1: You're not uh unique in trade.
0: Yeah. Yes. Um, Old friend alert. <laughs> Sean Murphy bunting has been at, uh, at Tampa. He, he's a guy that the Jaguars hopefully are still looking at. Um, Dalton Reisner was a, a guard. He played at Kansas City. He's got some flexibility on the inside there, played at center and guard. He's been with uh, Denver for a little bit. Pretty good player. Puna Ford a fan favorite of the NFL draft community Um, on on the lighter side at defensive tackle. He's a little shorter. I think he's five eleven, but he's been a really solid player for Seattle. Um, And then looking on looking back on defense guys like Hakeem Hicks, you know, maybe some guys uh, in their older years, looking to be on a contender Um, Shaq Lawson, who's been a pretty solid pro. He was at Buffalo for a while, had some success there um you know we need some edge depth he would be a fantastic guy to add um Bryce Callahan is one of the NFL's best slot corners I think he would be a fantastic get from us played for the Chargers last year and then the Rams Tyler Rapp um who played at Washington and and, uh turned turned his last year at, at uh, L.A. into a really nice season. I think that those would be solid gifts. If you get any one of those, I think the Jaguars put themselves in a, in a really solid position there. Yeah,
1: and, like, some of the names I have um, are some, some slightly older guys. Um, and, and the Jaguars have had some bad luck in the past um, with signing guys at the end of their career that are just looking for another payday that didn't really ever do much for us, you know, Tory Holt, Jerry Porter, those guys kind of come to mind of like guys that were near hall of fame level players for other teams. Um, but I look at a guy like Frank Clark, uh, you know, Frank Clark, I, I don't expect him to have any interest in coming to Jacksonville. Um, honestly wouldn't shock me at all if he just re-signed with Kansas city for a, a small deal just to stay where he's at. Um, but like i think about the leadership that frank clark would add to an already pretty good defensive line group um what kind of impact could he have on trevon walker in just one season um and i think that would be huge for our team i mean would he be willing to come take a, take a modest deal maybe with a big signing bonus to try to maybe help another team build into a super bowl contender um Top of my list is unique Ngakwe, a guy that would never come back and play here. But he's had 19 and a half sacks the last two seasons. His worst career season has been getting eight sacks three times. Um, he would have led the Jaguars in sacks with eight sacks last year. Uh, you know, obviously a guy like Calais Campbell, you know, not going to happen. Uh, it's not really in the position where he wants to be in this part of his career. It's why we traded him in the first place. Um, But just we we need more kind of veteran leadership, I think, in that room, especially with guys like Arden Key is gone. Dwayne Smoot could also be gone. So you're losing a little bit in that edge rusher department of of leadership. Um, And then on the DB side, a lot of the same names you mentioned, uh, you know, Gardner Johnson, uh, Sean Murphy Bunting, guys that I really like, Troy Hill, uh, a guy like Sidney Jones that's been here before that's still really young and talented. Um, You know, one guy that I really liked was Greedy Williams, uh, who I coached in high school. I've known him since he was 15. Uh, greedy signed a night with the Eagles, so that's off the board. Um, but he was on my list of guys that I really liked. But he's more he's – a, he's a true outside corner. He wouldn't have fit what we're looking for. Um, and then tonight, there are rumors abounding that Essang Basie, Basie,
0: Isang Basie, I think, is how
1: you. Yeah, Isang Basie um, from Wake Forest. Uh, most recently, with the Denver Broncos, is reportedly um, considering signing with the Jaguars. He is a true nickel guy. Apparently, played really well this past season, um, especially against the Raiders when he had to man up against Devonte Adams a good bit, according to the peeps on Twitter. Um, but this is according to Mike Cliss. Uh, uh, who covers the Broncos for Nine News out there in Denver. Um, he has a lot of followers, and that means he's trustworthy, right? Isn't that how social media works? That if you have a lot of followers, you always tell the truth. Um, and so, according to him, Bassey is, you know, um, considering signing with the uh, with the team. Between that and one of their team, Denver, is also trying to hang on to him. Um, so, we'll see if anything comes of that. You know, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, the next time we're together. Um, but there are a lot of really talented players out there. Uh, there may not be a ton of needle movers outside of Gardner Johnson and, and Murphy Bunting at the nickel corner spot. Um, there's quality starters still available, even at this point in free agency. You know, And you might say, even at this point, it's only four days in. Well, four days in NFL free agency is like a month when it comes to business being done. Um, like I said, we're one of only three teams that haven't added a new player uh, this week. And we're the only ones that aren't waiting on a quarterback to make a decision to do so. Uh, So I expect us hopefully to add an edge rusher and a nickel corner in free agency that we'll talk about here in the next week or so. Hopefully it happens soon so we can relax. Uh, And then the draft will be much more of a, much more of a best available approach as opposed to feeling like we have to take a nickel corner, have to take pass rush help, have to take interior offensive line, which we probably still have to take all three of those things in the draft um, but we don't have to shoehorn ourselves as much into into a pick if we're able to address them from a depth standpoint here in free agency like last year we signed Arden key at at the quote-unquote end of free agency and we saw how impactful he was Um, so as much as as much as I have shown some panic um, it's not time to do so yet they're like like both of us listed. There there's some quality players out there to be had.
0: Yeah, I think Chauncey Gardner is the one that makes the most sense and would also be a dog on the secondary. Um, Chauncey is known to get opposing players, uh, you know, flustered and, and you know start some fights, similar to to Ramsey, um, in the sense that he never starts the fights, but uh, he's usually involved because somebody swings on him. Um, who was it? the Georgia receiver? I forget which Georgia receiver he got to just walk up behind him and deck him. Um, I can't remember, but, uh, Sean, Chauncey Gardner Johnson is one of the best trash talkers in the NFL. And I think that he would be fantastic here in Jacksonville (laughs) and would be immediately one of the best players on our defense. Um, and would be a fantastic uh, slot corner for us and, and could play some safety help, uh, safety help. He is he is one of the more versatile guys. I loved him coming out. I still think he's one of the best players in uh, at his position in the NFL. I think he'd be a huge get for him and probably not that expensive.
1: You got a lot of nasty in that secondary if you add CJ with oh yeah. uh Rayshon, Jenkins, Darius Williams, Cisco Campbell. Cisco
0: lays the boom.
1: Then probably also a draft pick.
0: Yep. Yeah. Chauncey led um, the NFL last year in interceptions. So, dude yeah. knows how to create plays. And give credit where it's due. Dewey's
1: got some ish to him also, like, on the field. Like, he likes to talk a little bit, and he, he'll come thump. So, like, it, when you're getting into your second rotation of DBs and you still have some, some, some nastiness to them, like, that's, that's a good thing. Um, remind me again what was the strong suit of attitude on the 2017 team? The DBs, yeah. the, 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 the beautiful photo of them posing at the Pittsburgh fans after like, after we beat them both times, like it's legendary. Um, you know, it's a passing league. If you've got a group of DBs that are nasty, that people don't want to play against that are going to get in their head, uh, that are going to lock them down on the field, that are going to be shit talking them on the field and before and after and I mean, that's that's a recipe for success. I mean, look at the Eagles this year. Look how good their look, look how good their secondary was. Um, look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs had an excellent secondary. You know, Justin Reed and uh, you know, Jarius Sneed both played extremely well, both very confident players. Um, so it's a passing league. You have to have a nasty group of DBs. Um, and we already have a pretty good one. And if we could add a guy like CJ, then hey. It's just going to be more fun to
0: watch. But I think that that's probably all we have for you today. Um, we're still kind of sitting on our hands right now. Hopefully, the next time we talk, the Jaguars will have signed a couple of players that maybe build some depth at least, um, whether it's on the D line, edge rusher, safety, corner. Uh, you know, there's a, there's there's this this team is by no means finished. You know, I think that um, all of our fans understand that you know this this is a team that's going to have to compete in a very daunting afc the afc is only getting better can we AFC, petition to be moved to the nfc yeah right because because look and, we'll
1: play two london home games a year nfl just move us to the nfc south Because <laughs> Car- is
0: rogers is carolina and the afc we'll trade rogers is about to come to the afc too so it's uh it's not going to get any easier this year it will be harder the Jaguars have a first place schedule, um, so there's always room for improvement. And I think that some of the guys that we listed here could certainly come in and, and be difference makers for us. You know, how much of difference, difference makers, you know, maybe maybe some of them not much, some of them more so. But as I've always said, you know, good football players make a, make a good team. It's always good to have good football players. And uh, I think that some of these guys could certainly help us uh, going forward.
1: Yeah. um, And so looking forward towards next week, hopefully by next week, the Jaguars have signed someone from another team that we can talk about. Um, But even if they haven't um, next week, this is, you know, things are ever changing, but the plan very exciting next week is for Daniel and I to have Ryan Fowler from the draft network as a guest on, on the pod. Uh, he is an NFL and college football analyst for the Draft Network. Um, if you follow him on Twitter, he has done an excellent job of keeping up with uh, pro days and top 30 visits for teams. Um, he's kind of been one of the main sources that I've been going to, checking for Jaguars visit news. Um, so we're going to have him on next week as the plan uh, to talk about, uh, you know, Jaguars top 30 visits that have been scheduled or have been rumored, Uh, And also kind of some of the names he's hearing for the Jags there at 24 and beyond. Um, So that's the plan. But um, if for some reason we're not able to get him on next week, we'll get him on sometime in the future. And um, regardless, Daniel and I will be here for you because we would never leave you um, to keep you entertained next week, regardless of if we have our guest or not. So that's the plan. Um, But with or without Mr. Fowler, Daniel and I will be here next week. To continue to talk about all the players the Jaguars have not signed in free agency.
0: Until then, as always, Duval Tilby Podcast.